This is Gemara and Ksubis Daf Yudachas, and we we finished the truth is to Zayin Yudzayin Hamidbeis, excuse me, in the previous year. But I like to just go back and drop because we sort of uh, ran at the last few lines. Let's just go back a little bit. And let's learn the wide lines of Yudzayin Hamidbeis one more time. We're in the middle of asking a question. The question is, as you see in the first wide line, listening to day. Why don't we discuss a case between? Again, we're trying to figure out the case of Yeshua and the Mishnah is might the case of Pesha Asar, the case where it's in that. The case that we do not know anything without the guy's original admittance. So the Gemara is asking, why don't we say the case to me and you straight, not your father, and the case with your field? And what's the case that I ate the field two years in front of you, and one year not in front of you? Again, you eat in the field for three years, that creates the Chazaka. What's the Chazaka? Within three years, you see me in your field. Why didn't you protest? If you didn't protest and you let me be there, it must be it's not your field, that it's my field. And after three years, I don't have to hold on to my star anymore we assume that it's mine. So says the Gemara, but the unique Chiddush is going to be that the third year that I ate in front of you, you ran away. And ask the Gemara, why did you run away? If you ran away, because of Sakonis Nefashais. So of course I'm not believed. Why? Because you're not able to make a macha. You're busy running from whatever. You have to worry about making a macha protesting. So what must the case be? You ran away for monetary reasons. But says the more against and you should have protested. Why? The Kaimalan Machoshla Bafan of Havi Macha. And that's what we're gonna pick up from on the fourth Y line. Because we learned that if you allowed to make a macha, not in front of the person. Again, I am in your field. Within the three years, if you don't protest, you say nothing. Then la halacha, we assume it's my field. You ran away. The halacha is, you're able to make a protest, not in front of me. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Show the Sharat the Chazaka. There's three lands with regard to a Chazaka. You didn't regard to the Galil. And we explain in the Mishnah. Until you're with him in the same Medina. We wonder, what exactly is this Mishnah teaching me? If it's teaching me that protesting not in front of someone is a good protest. So then, I feel you to take a little Nami. So what's the Mishnah saying? That it's not a protest from you to take a little two different paces. What do you mean? You're able to protest not in front of someone. Doesn't work. I feel you to the Nami lie. So why are you giving me a case, Yehuda and Galil, even within one city? If you're not here, you can't protest. Because you have to protest in front of the person. So, oh my Rav Abba Bar two lines to the bottom. Lo'ilam kasavim rachosh lo'bavanav. Havei macho. Really, you could protest not in front of the person. Umas Nisan, and what's this Mishnah of Shol Sharatz the Chazaka Yudavivyardin Galil? What is it referring to? Bishas Chirum Shanu. It's a time of hostility, and that is the reason that the Mishnah is referring to that you cannot travel, and at such a time, a machosh lobefanov will not work because you can't necessarily work does not travel. Generally, machosh lobefanov does work. But the Mishnah is teaching us that these three bases, excuse me, would not work because it's Shas Chirim. Says the Gemara of Mishnah Yudav Galil Dinakat. And why did the Brysel speak out? This Mishnah speak out specifically Yudav Galil and Abraham Yardin as we turn over to Yerches Amir Aleph. 
Tistam Yehuda Vagalil Kishashirim Damu, because the Mishnah is teaching a rule that in general Yehuda Vagalil, you could assume that there's no travel, there's no word that's passed between them, because they're hostile countries between each other, and therefore we assume that word will not travel. And that's the end of that part of the Gemara. And now we continue again the exact same theme, trying to figure out what is the case there of Yeshua and the Mishnah's Maida. Again, Rabbi Yeshua is Maida in the case of Pesha Asaru Pesha Hitter. What does that mean? That means without me saying anything, you would have no clue the story. The case of Rabbi Yeshua and the Mishnah was what? One more time. Was I admit this field was your father's, but I say I bought it from him. So we sat in the Mishnah because if I would have said nothing, you have no clue. I was a Pesha Asar, I was the mouth that made it Asar. There's no Sharshacha Lifanach in the terms of Rashi. We have no clue that there's any Dintire over here. This field's my field. I created the story. If I create the story, then I have an Ammonist to say that I bought it from him. Now continues the Gemara of listening, asking why didn't the Tana say the following case? Again, why are we reverting to a case of me and your father? Say me and you straight. But not a case of a field. Go straight to a case of cash. Mana laviti mimcha. I borrowed a hundred bucks from you. Uparativ lecha. And I paid you back. So says the Gemara, why are we going into a case of me and your father? Why don't we see very simply that I say I borrowed money from you and I paid you back? Shehu, Nabon, that you're believed. A good old-fashioned Beshazar. I go over to Ruven in the middle of the street. I say, Ruven, how you doing? By the way, last month I borrowed a hundred bucks. But by the way, I paid you back. Wonderful. Am I believe? Of course. Because if I said nothing, no one would ever know there's a story. I created the story. I'm believed to end the story. I'm believed to say I paid him back. So why didn't the Mishnah say that's the case according to Rabbi Yehoshua? Answers the Gemara, you know why? But what did the Seif of the Mishnah want to say four lines down of Yilchazam and Aleph? That if there are Edim that I borrowed it from you, and then I said I paid you back, I'm not believed. If I created the story, I'm believed. If I did not create the story, but there were Edim that said I borrowed from you, I don't have a Peshasar. Now there's a Sharshacha, now there's a case in front of us, there's a dead animal. We have to know what the story is. Edim said I borrowed it from you. In that case, Enoi Naman. But the problem is, Valkaimalan, we learned, Hamalvas Chaveroi Be'edim, if I borrow money from you with witnesses, I don't have to pay you back with witnesses. So even if Adam will come and say, we know you borrowed, I'm still believed to say I paid you back. Fascinating. I never ate him. But we hold you don't have to pay back with witnesses and therefore the Mishnah would not have been able to continue in the vein of saying the case of Adam. So the Mishnah cannot say that the case is I borrowed cash from you and I paid it back. So the Gemara now goes and suggests another case. Okay, so we exhausted all the options of fatherland, sunland, straight loan between you and me and the son. Now the Gemara says, okay, let's go back. We'll talk about you and your father. But let's not talk about land. Let's go straight with cash. Let's say you tell a person, I owed your father a hundred bucks, Amana. But Vachaltiv Pras, I paid back part of it. Parativ Chetzoi. As Rashi in the first narrow line says, what's the halacha? Shehu Naman. Unbelieved. 
Let's see Rashi. This is very one of these Gemaras. You'll read it together with Rashi. It reads beautifully. Says Rashi, why don't we say Parativ, the first narrow line, Parativ Chetzav Shunaman Beloi Shvua. The Nikuda, the detail that we're honing in on is whether I have to make an oath that this is indeed what happened. Again, the case is, I said, your father lent me a hundred bucks and I paid him back fifty dollars. I do not have to swear. Why not? Explains Rashi. We did not know anything until I opened up my mouth. So you know what the Chiddush, the novelty is, the Afal Gav, the Moida B'Mixas. This is a case of Moida B'Mixas. In general, when I admit a part of it, the halacha is, I have to swear. But in this case, Potter, why? Because no one brought you to court. I came on my own accord. Therefore, the halacha is going to be Pasha Asur, Pasha Hitir. It's going to work even monetarily to your father that I played back half. Normally, Moida B'Mixas, you have to swear. Here, you do not have to swear. Why? Because I created the case. So why didn't the Mishnah say that this is the case that I created between you and your father and I would be never not to swear? Says the Gemara, Aliba Deman. Whom are we going according to? Ia Aliba, are we... Excuse me. I don't know what's going on here with the highlights. One moment. Oh, there we go. Who are we going according to? Let's get this going. There we go. Who are you going according to? Ia Aliba Derabanan. Hamri Meshavei And the Gemara is going to elaborate. Are we going according to the Rabbanon that they say, I'm returning something to you? So, of course, I don't have to swear. Says you have to swear. Titania, now we're going to explain at length what is Machlekes Rabbanon of Rabbanon Yaakov, which by extension is a Kasho, who is our Mishnah going like it seemingly is like neither the Rabbanon nor Rabbanon Ben Yaakov. There are times a person has to swear on his own volition. Kate said, what is the case? Your father lent me $100 and I owe him money. And I paid back half. Mamish, our case. I owe your father money, but I paid back half. What does Lesbian Yaakov hold? Hareza Nishva, you have to swear. And this is a case you have to swear upon your own volition. Even though you created the case, Vlazbin Yaakov says you still have to swear. I'm a Meshavedo. I'm returning a lost object to you. You didn't know anything. I come over to you and I say, by the way, you know your father lent me a million dollars last year? The guy's like, wow, that's great. But I paid him back a half a million. The guy says, great. I just returned to you a half a million. I said I owe you half a million. It's what I have to swear. According to Rav Lazavin Yaakov, for some reason, I have to swear. They're about to say, no, it's a Meshav Aved. I'm returning something to you you didn't know about. And therefore, I am putter from the Shvua. Says the Gemara, for Rav Lazavin Yaakov, lastly, Meshav Aved, a putter. I don't understand. Why does Lazav and Yaakov hold you have to swear? There's a beautiful Svara in logic to say you don't have to swear because I'm returning a lost object to you. Amarav, you know what the case is, it's not a case that I came on my own volition, that I was a Pesha Asar, there was no Sharshachal of Anecha, no one knew about this case, there was someone who knew, a cut on a minor came and said, I remember you owe Pops a million bucks. Says the Gemara, one second. We don't swear based on the the taina, based on the claim of a a deaf mute, an imbecile, or a minor. So what's the difference that the minor made the claim? Says the Gemara, no, you know what the case is. My cotton goggle, ha, it's a goggle. But my garlic cotton. So why are we calling him a cotton? With regard to his father's matters, he's considered like a cotton. That's the novelty. Rav Lazar and Yaakov says, really, someone comes over to me and says, you owe my father a million bucks. Not a cotton, a gondol. He says, you owe my father a million bucks. I say, true, but I paid back half. That guy has no proof. 
you return something to him. Whereas the Rav Lozben Yaakov says, no, you have to make a shvua, you have to swear. Ask the, and we're going to elaborate on this more in a moment. Ask the Gemara, Iachi, Tainus, Atzmai. It's not a case. What, did, what were the words of Lesbian Yaakov? We go about 10 lines. He says, sometimes someone swears on his own volition. It's not your own volition. Someone else made a Taina against you. Someone made a claim against you. Explains the Gemara, Tainus, Achirimi. You're right. Iachi, Tainus, Atzmai. Tainus, Achirimi. Someone else is making a claim. Answers the Gemara, you're right. It's Tainus, Achirim. Why does that smile? Someone else makes the claim, but you're admitting. Says the Gemara, Shkayach. That's every case in the world. If someone makes a claim and you're admitting. So what's your philosophy Yaakov saying? That sometimes you swear on your own volition. It's a regular case. Elahacha says the Gemara, we know what the Machlaikis of Lazvin Yaakov and the Rabbanin are. Bidarava Kamifliki, such a fundamental idea, says the Gemara. This harkens us back to so many Gemaras back in Gemara Dabba Messiah Daf Gimel, and we have Gemaras in Gitin and Baba Kamma and Shmu, so many Gemaras that discuss the idea of Maidim and Mixas. What's the reason there is a believability? It's not a believability. All boils down to Rabba. What is Rabba? Rabba says, Philem from the bottom, and this is going to be the fun, this is going to be the crux of the Machlekes between Blessed and Yaakov and the Rabbanon. Whether they hold of Rabba, Rabba Yaakov is going to say, you have to end of the day make a Shvua, and the Chachamim say no. The Omar Rabba says, Rabba, fundamental idea. We started off in the Tabla today's Amun, and we said it's a case of Moidem and Mixas. It's a case that you're admitting to part of it, and generally you have to swear, but this case is unique. So says Rabba, what is the reason someone who admits the partial? You come to me and you say, you owe me a hundred bucks, and I say, I owe you fifty, I have to make a shvua. Why do I have to make a shvua? Explains Rabbi, you know why? Chazaka. We have an assumption. A person would never be brazen, never have chutzpah to deny someone that lent him money. Who has the chutzpah to do such a thing? That's disgusting. He lent you money and you're busy denying it. That is impossible. And therefore what? Two lines from the bottom. Really, I want to say I owe you nothing. You know, I don't deny it. When you come over to me and you say, you owe me a hundred bucks, really, I want to say, I owe you nothing. However, you know what the problem is? I don't have the chutzpah. How can I do that? You lent me money and I'm going to deny it. It's impossible for me to do it. Therefore, says the Taira, make a shvua. Make a shvua about the part that you admit to. You admit it to 50? Great. I want to make sure that's true. Maybe you really owe the, you owe the, whole, the whole thing and you really just stole so make the shvua on the whole thing. We're gonna we're gonna do something interesting right over here. We're gonna flip over, and then we're probably gonna have to flip back to see a Rashi. Says the Gemara as we turn over to Yechesim Abayis. Ube kule by And Rabbi continues. Really, I want to admit on the whole thing. I'm a good normal Jew. Why don't I admit? I'm stalling for time. I'm stalling for time. You come over to me and you say you owe me a hundred bucks. I know you lent me money. Do I have the chutzpah to tell you? I owe you nothing? No way. How can I do that? You did me a favor. That's how Rashi Baba Kama explains. So rather I say, oh, you 50. But wait, if I don't have the chutzpah, I know you owe me money. You lent me money, excuse me. Why don't I say I owe you the whole hundred dollars? You know why? Because I don't have the cash right now. So I'm stalling for time. The good old fashioned stall tactic. So therefore I say, 
I'm trying to stall till I have money. So that's why I make up this 50. My do it makes us. So what's every my do it makes us explains Rabba. And this is the point that we're honing in on before we explain. Let's just see one Rashi. Excuse me. Let's just see one Rashi. Back in Amaral. Let's look at Rashi. Really, what are we talking about? That the child is the one that made the claim. And you ask that you don't make a shibua when a child makes a claim. That's when the child makes the claim. And that's we learn the Gemara's Therefore, Avlaz ben Yaakov says you make a shibua. And the Rabbanan argue. They were talking about Ta'anai Gadol. And with the Mishra Aveda. And what's the Machlekes in Rabbah? So what is Rabbah saying? Now we'll come back to where we're up to. That we have, we're stuck between a rack and a hard place. On one hand, I can't deny everything because you did me a favor. On the other hand, I don't have the cash. So what should I do? What do I do? I say, okay, I owe you 50. I say, I owe you half. So says the Torah. Your chasma base three lines down. So the Torah says to make a shvua. You know why? So you're going to admit. We want you to admit. So therefore, the Torah says in every case of Maidva makes us. When Ruvain says to Shimon Yomi on Jabbat, and Shimon says back, are you 50? What is going through the psyche, the psychological analysis of Shimon is? Shimon saying, one second, this guy did me a favor. I have to, I can't deny it. That's such a chutzpah. But on the other hand, I can't say, oh, the whole thing, because I don't have on Jabbat. Okay, I'll say 50. Says the Torah, make a shvua to say what you're saying is true. You know why? Because we hope I'll say, I'm not making a shvua. I really owe you the whole thing. Says, that's rabble. So what is Ravlaz bin Yaakov hold? Again, in our case, a child is coming over. And in, as Rashi taught us a moment ago, and in our case, the child is saying, you, you owe my father a million bucks. Says Ravlaz bin Yaakov, you have to make a shvua even when you say, I owe my half a million. Says Ravlaz bin Yaakov, there's no difference whether it's a, a, a claim between Reuven and Shimon or whether it's a claim between Reuven's son and Shimon. Ain't no is a person doesn't have such a chutzpah to deny the whole thing. He's not being a Mesha Veda. He's not doing something nice. He doesn't have the chutzpah. Therefore, he's almost forced. He's tied. He's bound. He has to admit. So therefore, we tell him, make a shvua. But what did the Rabbanan hold him with the contrast? will come out beautiful. The Rabbanan Savri, when you come over to me and you say you owe me a million dollars and I know that you did me a favor by lending me a million dollars to you I don't have the chutzpah to deny it in the psychological analysis when a kid comes over to Reuven or let's, let's keep the case the same Reuven's son goes over to Shimon and says Shimon you owe my father a million dollars Shimon can look that kid straight in the eye and say I don't owe him anything you know why? because since you the son didn't do me a favor since you, we have no relationship, I don't have a problem denying. There's no chutzpah for me to deny. When your father were to come to me, I wouldn't be able to deny. So if your father came to me, what would I have to? I'd be forced to admit. Therefore, the Torah says, make a shvua. But say, the Rabbanan, when the kid comes over, really, I can have the chutzpah to deny the whole thing. So why didn't I? Why did I tell this kid I owe him a half a million dollars? I'm returning something lost. I'm being a good guy. Because I'm doing that, therefore I'm believed. And I do not have to make a shvua. That is the machlaikis between Allah's bin Yaakov and the Rabbanan, where they hold of this concept of Rabbah or not. Says the Gemara, Now we continue, once we're talking about Pesha Asar, Pesha Hitir, we continue with a similar idea, says the Mishnah. There are witnesses that said that these are our signatures. They come to certify a document and they say 
which there are multiple ways to certify a document. You could sign something and then they compare the signatures, or you could give edus about your signatures, or the court on their own could find a different signature of yours, a different star, and compare them. So in the case that Adam come and say, this is our handwriting, who's that? Avol! It's our handwriting. We signed the star. But I'll just let you know, Anusama Inu, we were forced, we were coerced to sign the star. Or Ketano Inu, we were children when we signed the star. Inu, we were apostle when they signed the star. Hare Elu Namanin, the Allah is, they are believed. They're believed to say, it is our signature, but it's not kosher. Peshazar, Peshahitir. The same thing we had all day today. I told you the whole story. Without me, you'd have no clue if this is my signature. I told you it's mine. I have the I have the believability to say, but it's not a kosher signature. But the Mishnah continues with Mishadim Shu Ksav Yadamu. Let's say there are different witnesses that said it's your handwriting. Let's say there's another star that proves it's your signature. Then you're not believed to say that you were forced, that you were children, that you were apostle at the time, and then everything's going to be kosher. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Rechama, Leishanu Elisha Amru, Anisam Ayinu Machmas Manmon. What is Rami Bar Chama teaching us? So we have to see the first Rashi. Rashi says it's going on the end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah says that if there's other Adim, other witnesses that testify that these are your signatures, then you're not believed to say that it's Apostle Shtar. You're not believed to say we were forced, we were children. Why? Because without your knowledge, without you saying anything, we know it's your signature, so you lost your Pesha Asar or Pesha Hitir. So says Rami Bar Chama that is only when they said we're forced Due to cash. Avo, but let's say they said, If they said we were forced due to nefashos, they said we're going to kill you if you don't sign, then they're believed, even though we know that these are their signatures. Let's just play out the case. This is fascinating. Bezin is looking to see if Reuven owes Shimon a million dollars. He has a shtar. And we're trying to see, is this a kosher shtar? So Adam come in and they testify about that shtar. I come in, I say, by the way, that's my handwriting. They say, okay, we don't really care. We had your signatures from elsewhere. I said, yeah, but guess what? I was forced with gunpoint to for- sign that chart. It's complete forgery. All of a sudden, we believe you. There's no Peshaw, sir. Yet, Rabbi Rahama says, you have a believability if it's because of Nefashis. Amrli Rava says, Rava, call Kemine. What's going on over here? What's your power to say that it's a forged star? Or that your signatures are not kosher. The locha is you only can give Eidus once in Bazdin. So you already gave Eidus once. What do you mean you already gave Eidus once? I just came in right now. You know what you gave Eidus? You gave Eidus by the fact that your signatures in Bezdin were believed. That's your Eidus, Rashi explains. Your Eidus was that they verified your signature. That's Eidus number one. Now you want to come in and say Eidus number two. That also those signatures were fo- were not kosher, were forced, were children, etc. You're not believed. Once you give Eidus, you can't give Eidus again. It says the Gemara, one second. Vachitema, if you're going to suggest Hani Milial Pavel Bishtar Lai, maybe the rule of Kivan Shekin Shobin Chazir Magid is only Balpeh. If I give one Eidus, I can't give a second Eidus. But Bishtar, if one of these testimonies was via witness, it was via a document, that you certified this document via another document, then maybe I could come in by myself and testify. Can't be. Is that signed? Says if they're checked in Bezdin, as if they're alive. That's the way with our Allahic eyes. When we see signatures on a star, you know what we see? We see the people standing right here saying, This is a kosher 
Shtar. So that's a real Eidos. That's like they're talking. So if I come and talk again, I am not believed. So ask the Gemara, Rabbi Barachama, how can you tell me that the case of the Mishnah is only when they say they're forced by money, but if they say they're forced by nefashas, they're believed, they have no believability. <speaking in Hebrew> Says the Gemara, you're right. <speaking in Hebrew> what was Rabbi Bar talking about on the first part of the Mishnah? What was the first part of the Mishnah? The first part of the Mishnah was, excuse me, the first part of the Mishnah was, I come into Bezdin, I say, this is my handwriting, you have no way of knowing without me. Peshasar. And then I say I was forced, now, says the Gemara, that's what we're talking about. The first part of the Mishnah says, Are'ilu Neman, and they are believed. And on the fact that I am yes believed, the whole Gemara has to flip. When am I believed? When I say, this is my signature, and I was forced by gunpoint. But if I said, I was forced, someone gave me a bribery, why not? What am to Beshazar? Says the Gemara, my time has seven lines for the Vanam, and Adam Misim Asmai Rasha. Such an important rule. You're never believed to say you didn't have Eira. And over here, if you're saying you accepted a bribe, if you're saying someone paid you off, you're making yourself into Russia, so you're not believed. If you say what? If you say someone held a gunpoint to your head, you're not a Russia. You did what you're supposed to do. It's not one of the give of heroes, Hamuras, you're not supposed to give up your life, so you're believed. But if they said that they bribed you with money, then you're not believed. Tanara Abana and six lines of the Vaidam, Ain Namanim Lapaslai. Says the Braisa, the witnesses who verify a document are not believed to say, to parcel up the document, Tivir Amir. They are believed. Explains the Gemara. Bish, some of the Rabbanan that they're believed to see the document is possible. Kitaimayu, like we've been saying the whole day today. Beautiful, you made it kosher, you could say it's possible. El Rameir, my time, according to Rameir, why are you not believed? Says the Gemara. Bishlama. I understand Psuli Eidos. I understand when the witness says that we are unfit, that we are apostle. That makes a lot of sense. Why? Malva Gufe make her Because we all know there's a rule that when someone makes Alva, we assume that he got kosher Eidim. So the Malva obviously checked into the fact, and the Malva obviously found out that they're kosher. So for you to come now and say that you're apostle, you are not believed. But Kitanim, not me, and also the case of Kitanim, I understand. Shimon Lakish, as Rish Lakish explains, we'll turn over for a moment to tomorrow's test. You always make sure What is the reason why when the Edom say we are forced? Why, according to Rameyer, are you not believed? What happened to the Peshasar? You said it's kosher and you said you're forced. Why are you not believed? believed. Amar Rav Chista, you know why? Because of Rameir, Eidim Sha'amru Lehem Chasmu Sheker Valt Hargu. Rameir holds that if witnesses said, sign or or we're going to kill you. Fascinating. You should let yourself be killed and you should not sign falsely. That's where Mayor holds. I want to pick up from this. I know there's a bit of a Pandora's box over here. We'll pick up over here from Mir Tashem tomorrow.